Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Okay, welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. Stephen Kim here. Hello. I'm here with two special guests from One Stop. Hey, Baron. <laughs> Greetings. And Colin, of course. Hello, hello. And we are going to take a look at Marvel United because we've been playing a lot of it, all of us. So we thought, you know what, let's just get our thoughts all on the table. Well, especially with X-Men out right now, it's good to uh, talk about it, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so we're doing this live on YouTube. If you happen to watch us live, feel free to drop comments in the chat. And we're, we're just going to go through a slightly different format than we normally do. We, we like our top fives. But with four of us, if we all did a top five, it would get kind of messy. So we thought we'd put together like... We'd be here. Yes. That's right. <laughs> it would be a very long episode. And so we put together our like most important things and we combine them into one Uber list. So we're just going to walk through them piece by piece one at a time and discuss them. But first, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. This week, I'd like to thank Stoneleaf, a co-op fan, Die Atlas, a co-op lover, and Shrey Sharma, also a co-op lover. Thanks so much for your support. Your support and other Patreons help us keep the content going. Brief description on Marvel United, if you're not familiar with it. It is a kind of like a pandemic-ish type game. What? Well, yeah, you run around trying to manage the board state, right? Maybe not. Okay, maybe not that, apparently. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't compare it to pandemic. Except you actually get to destroy the virus at the end. <laughs> you, you can do that in pandemic band well, our... but i mean you don't this virus isn't like a miniature that walks around and tries to hit you that's true <laughs> yeah. but those thugs are kind of like you know you know they can explode and Very an outbreak true. so i see where steve's coming from but kim i get you but yeah, I, I do yeah, see, see where steve's coming from <laughs> yeah fine would you like to explain it no okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So you are superheroes, and your job is to make sure that the city does not fall to their evil plan. And every supervillain has a different way of potentially beating you, and you have to try to mitigate. You do that by rescuing civilians, beating up thugs, and clearing out threats. If you complete two of these missions, then you can fit the boss. If not, they might achieve their evil goal, and you'll lose the game. I would Wait. say that's think, that perfectly sums it up. So not pandemic. In my, in my no, opinion. yeah. No. <laughs> so no. that's well said. <laughs> I mean the the part that's like pandemic is the escalation in the game. So as the game progresses and you get farther along on your objectives, then the villain fights back, just like those viruses get stronger. Um, and you have thugs or civilians that can overflow over a location, potentially, just like the cubes in Pandemic. Um, right. but yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that's all you got. That's, that's about it. <laughs> Throwing them above. Trying here. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Great job, Colin. You almost sold it. Yeah. So what Baron said. What Baron said, yes. Much better <laughs> than what I tried doing here. What I said. No, the only thing I did forget, of course, is the little objective. Uh, they're all little missions on each little place, too, that you try to help uh, win, beat. And if you do that, you usually get a little bonus to help you out for the rest of the game if you can stay in that location or kind of, or even sometimes they just help immediately. And of course, like I said, that's one of the three objectives you have to do in order to go after the actual main villain most of the time. Of course, I'm saying most of the time because not every one of them is exactly the same. 
Yeah, getting rid of those threat cards is probably one of the one of the things we'll be talking about, I'm sure, because not only are you removing a threat, but you're gaining a benefit of that location if you end your mm-hmm. your turn on that spot. And that's part of the the strategy of the game, and it's part of what makes the game so much fun to play. Uh, trying to decide which threats to take out, which which locations you want to clear, which ones can give you those those best benefits. Absolutely, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of content on this one. I know we've been streaming the past. Actually, yes, I streamed yesterday and a couple weeks before that, too. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of content there, and I know we've got a lot more probably in the main channel coming, I'm assuming, too. But yes, I think let's jump into the review part of it. So let's start with uh, the first thing on our list to talk about, which is the game modes. So this is something I think Baron mentioned mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on when he put his list together. You put I think you put down um, how the scenarios link together is how you described it. Yes, I mean some of the newer stuff that's coming out seems to have have those like neat little mini campaigns kind of with them, like that that Sinister Six. They have the the Infinity Gauntlet, and of course, being a campaign kind of guy, I think is really kind of cool that those kind of things all kind of work together. Instead of just doing a one off, you actually have this ability to kind of have these scenarios kind of interact, and you can, and of course, you could play all these as one offs, but you could it at least has some interaction with each other to kind of give you that feel of being like a superhero trying to take on more of. Their henchmen, and not just the henchmen, but then like their minions, and then even try to take them on themselves. And I know the new X Men one, I think, is going to be having like Apocalypse, which is going to be very probably a similar concept coming up, which I'm stoked for because he's what probably one of my top three favorite like super villain guys next oh, really? to Galactus, who is my favorite. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and when I think of game modes, too, I think of the fact that you've got the different boxes for Marvel United, and within each of those boxes, they have different game modes that are included in them hey with the with the black panther one you can add in the uh what are they called the endangered locations or you know yeah yeah so you've got endangered locations so if you have a location you have to protect and if ever that overflows you take damage you've got the spider verse one where you've got the uh the the, where you've got what do you call it the media the media is following you and if you do things in certain areas you can actually get damaged um, one of my favorites is the the Guardians of the Galaxy. You can do uh, mission B cars where you can actually win by just doing completing all three of the missions instead of actually defeating the boss itself. Uh, so yeah, the game comes with a bunch of different modes uh, that you can actually play and you can put them together. You can swap them back and forth. That's really fun. I, I think that's really cool. My biggest thing about it is that you have to buy all the packs if you want to get all of them. But if you have certain ones that you like, like the endangered locations, you can just buy the Black Panther or heck, just play with it. You don't even need the tokens. You can just know, okay, we're going to play with it. So, um, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the their marketing scheme on this is is brilliant because so many people do buy the whole box. Why are you looking at me? I'm just examples. Is what I'm um, There's an example right there. Yes. But but like you said, you can you can piece out you know your favorite parts. You may not like a certain you know pack. You don't have to buy it, but right. yeah, I think it was it's a good way to do it. So quick shout out to the chat. We have a Howard joining. He's saying, "Yeah, jerseys place. represent, but where's my jersey?" Well, yeah. Kim's wearing it. I'm wearing it. So, <laughs> uh, loves our jerseys we have. Oh, is that what he's saying? Yeah, he says I really enjoy the jerseys. Where is Steve's jersey? <laughs> and I just want to tell him I've got a song for him. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. One of these things just doesn't belong. <laughs> yep, I'm the awkward one in the group. <laughs> Steve's decided not to represent the one-stop co-op shop in jersey form, but I will say this is probably the first time ever I've seen Steve on live without a jersey or some type of representation, which is kind of funny. 
<laughs> the one time. The one yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, yeah. So the getting back to on the, the the game mode thing. The other one I want to talk about because we just played this a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. A couple nights ago. A couple yeah. nights ago. Uh, Sinister Six is another game mode that was introduced, and this is different than normal play. We fight six villains at the same time, and boy, is that brutal. Yeah, we we played twice, and we have not defeated it. We got kind of close like two-thirds of the way there yeah um but yeah it's it's a really good challenge i think for sure for sure yeah well close only counts in horseshoes and not hand grenades (laughs) (laughs) and definitely not marvel united let's be honest (laughs) um i've heard that you want to actually include those wilds if you want to have a chance on the sinister six very yeah. important, Steve. Why are you looking at me? I don't do anything with the wilds. They stay in the box. <laughs> Wait, there's extra wilds in the game? I had no idea. Heroic mode all the time. <laughs> there's something other than heroic mode? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty typical for Steve. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, part of my problem. I know Howard <laughs> is enjoying you calling me out, of course. So. Yeah. Yes. And yes, those wild cards would help a lot. Yes, for sure, Howard. So. Although, to, you know, to be fair, you did tell me today that you sleeved them and now they're part of the packs. Not all of them, just the single wilds, right? I put the single wild back in, yes. yes. Breaking them down, guys. That's, that's a start. Down. That's a start. He so. didn't even have them sleeved. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> that way, that, oh, you can't play with it because the rest no, of the deck is sleeved. Steve. So, right. Steve, yeah, genius yeah. thinking. I like the way you think. <laughs> I do. I like it, though. That's pretty good. <laughs> So, yes, there are a lot of game modes. They're all pretty awesome. I think, uh, I think, and then there's a lot more to come, I'm sure, now with the new X-Men coming. I'm excited to see kind of where they take this. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, did you so, see? I mean, I think it's really cool with the X-Men that they're having heroes that are also villains, so you can play yes. them either way. I think that's, and that's awesome. Very, that's very true of the whole thing. Oh, had, like, exactly. The, the X-Men, but then all of a sudden he kind of turns and goes like, you know, we just got to work together now because mm-hmm. this thing's coming or something. So, yeah, that's totally that kind of whole story arcs of the X-Men, that whole universe is very, I'm against you, now I'm kind of with you, now I'm not against you, now I'm with you. So mm-hmm. that is very thematic. I think it's going to be really cool to see how that all works. Well, I'm really impressed with where they are going with X-Men. And my only wish is that some of the things that they're doing with X-Men, they would actually go back and do with Marvel United. Yeah. Steve and I actually talked about this. Uh, that would be super cool. I doubt that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It is what it is. But, but that's why X-Men, I'm even more excited about because... They've got these additions that we can see that they're going to do. And, and it's, I think it's only going to make the game better, really. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's one thing to keep in mind with this game that most of the game is still the core gameplay that you've probably seen on playthroughs and you've seen described on the Kickstarter page. But there's more than just that type of game mode in here, which is not, not something I i was that aware of when i got into or reading about the game a lot like oh wow there's a whole new campaign mode and all these other ways of playing so it's, it's really quite fun but yeah i guess overall are you guys thinking just kind of summarize our thoughts here we talked about what the game modes were but are is this a pro for you a con for you mm-hmm. a mix mm-hmm. um what are you guys thinking huge pro for me uh, i think anything yeah. that can make any like i mean when I originally played the core box, there really wasn't enough in there to really think like, oh, this is going to be like the game. But I think now that we're all talking about it here, we've experienced a lot more than just that core box. And we're finding these as pros because you're seeing so much more stuff that you can add into your game. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, the core box is very vanilla. It's very 
intro. It's a great gateway game, I would say, you know, because like our six year old plays it and he loves it. But now he's doing this crazy advanced stuff, too. Um, But yeah, it's an excellent ramp up into the the many purchases that you can do. I agree. I think the game modes were all fantastic additions to this. I I do find the challenge of them on the more extreme end. That's one thing I want to point out. If you thought the game was too easy, these other modes will do that for you. In fact, I, I'm i not even sure how to even beat the Sinister Six as we've been playing it. Like I, I've been trying to think of different strategies and ways of approaching it. So it's at that level where like it's if you win it, it's going to be like a huge like you know sticker on your shirt, whatever type thing, right? Like, yeah, like which villain do you go for first? Or is it because our, our team you know, that we've built together isn't the right team to fight them or, or what? Mm-hmm. What are we doing mm-hmm. wrong other than not putting... The wild card. You didn't cheat. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Putting the wild card in. That's Put the wild card. <laughs> oh, Steve. That's awesome. For sure. So, yeah, basically, the game modes, all a big plus. Let's move on to the next topic we're going to discuss, and that is the weight of the game, because I'm sure this is going to be a big one for a lot of people. So, I think, Colin, yeah. you kind of mentioned put this on your list. You want to start off? Yeah, so I. I think actually overall this is a uh, more of a negative for me, but it's still a good thing. I do feel like the game is quite light. Uh, um, it's very simple. So that means my I have a seven-year-old, uh, Connor. He, he really loves the game. Uh, but we play other games like Journeys in Middle Earth, and he can totally understand that, and it's a little bit more complex. And so although he likes Marvel United, my problem actually is that it's almost too it's too it's too light. Uh, he wants to play things that are more complex. I mean, it was actually very interesting. I was, we were playing, he took two points of damage one time. And so then when it was his turn, he drew a card and he goes, well, dad, I really only have two cards as options. That's all that I have. You know, I really can't do a ton here because the cards that I have, it, it just limits so much of what I can do. And it was, it was really fun to see him realize that. And, and so, uh, you just have to know that, as much as the game has lots of modes and lots of things that you can do to make the game challenging, it's still a very light game. And, and that could be a very po- a very good positive for other people. Um, but for for me, I, I like a little bit more meat on the bones for a game. Uh, but I still really like the game, and he wants to get the X-Men one, and so do I. So uh, that's good. Uh, I just would say that overall, you have to know that what you're getting is a lighter experience. Uh, it can be a challenge to win, but it's still going to be light because you're just going to, you're only going to have a couple choices. You're not going to have a ton of choices. And as the game goes by, generally you'll even get less because you might have damage or, or whatnot. So yeah, that's that's kind of what, what I was saying there for the weight. The weight of it being lighter is a pro because, you know, Steve's game collection is kind of intense i'm you know you guys are big gamers and i'm along for the ride um so when he's like let's play a game and there are nights where it's just like i don't want to think too hard so this is a great light game to bring to the table and just have fun with for me i kind of agree a little bit more with colin on the light side i'm not a some people may know i have kind of bigger games most of the times that i play so there's usually a lot going on but i do when you come down to it um, this game, I don't, Robin has not, my wife has really not said, Hey, let's play Marvel United. She would mm-hmm. really rather play those Robinson Crusoe or something with a little bit more into it. This really is something I've been enjoying with my, my kids more than anything else. Um, they've enjoyed it. They, 
we we just have the base box. I know Colin's right down the road, so I'm, I'm going to kind of work with him to try to eventually try some of the other stuff as well. I mean, I've worked. I've You're never getting my stuff. No, I'm yes, kidding. I, I have played some of the I'm kidding. I'm Colin, kidding. Which, kind of, but, which has been a lot of fun. I've been over to his house playing a few of them just to see how they all play. But it's I'm I'm excited to show some of these newer ones to Ridley because I have no content. My 11 year old, he's starting to get to like, can, can can is there anybody else? I'm like. Yeah, and where's War Machine? Well, <laughs> it's down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got it. It's just down here. So I think that it works for me right now as a light game. Um, yeah. I don't know how far down this would stay in my collection as my kids got older. Depending on what they come up with this X-Men, if they keep it going, um, I think they might add more complexity, but still keeping the lighter feel to it. I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out, but... For an actual game in my collection, it would probably be a more of a con to be this light, yeah. which is rare because I rarely con a game. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. I mean, like I said, our son is six, so he's. I think we have a longer lifespan for a game like this to play with him as well. But then also, like I said, for me, sometimes I just mm-hmm. give me a lighter game. <laughs> so. so I'm yeah. a little bit going to be counter to. I think maybe everyone here because for me, at least. I view weight as a ratio on what I get out of it. Meaning that if I sit down to play a heavy, complex game, I want to have a really meaty experience on the other end. But if I come into with a lighter game, I'm okay with a not as meaty experience out of it, as long as that ratio is there as the reward for me. So it's meeting your expectation. Right. It's not like, exactly. oh, I don't know I'm playing a light game. It's like, you know what you're getting. I, I know I'm not going to get a meaty experience, and I'm okay with that. I don't expect a, a light game to give me that, but... For what this is set out to do, I think it does a really good job for a light game. So for me, this is a pro for me. I like having a variety of, hey, I don't want to play a heavy game. Cool, let me pull this off the shelf. Hey, I want to play a meteor game. Let me pull this off the shelf. I like having that choice for people when we're ready to play a game. Or you bring a non-gamer over right. and it's like, hey, you like superheroes. Kabam. Exactly. You know. Kabam. Kabam. That's a great sound. <laughs> I love the that's sound. Exactly I, it was you do perfect. When they come over, especially if they love superheroes. Kabam. Yeah. yeah. Where's awesome. Where's the little picture that says Kabam? Yeah. You know, yeah. as you say it. You know, <laughs> kabam. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna trademark that. So, all right. <laughs> there's uh, some great comments in the the chat here. Um, could say they were steeved. The 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 card was not was sleeved. Was steeved. Oh yes, that was, uh, that that was Howard, pretty so good. Yeah. Sleeve or steeved. That is yes. a good one. Yes. Howard also yeah. would like to know where Mike is so he can poo poo on the game. Not, no, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> we don't have to go there. There's too much negativity. <laughs> uh, oh man! I don't want me to. He also wants me to explain what a define a bigger game. Do you mean there's no campaign? Um, not necessarily. I just mean there's a lot more. I think what there what my my uh, interpretation was was a lot of my games just have so much. I would say not necessarily all rules, but there's a lot of inner workings going on in them. But most of them are campaigns. I I will have to say that. But I do have some one-off games. But there are a lot, like you're saying, meteor. There's more in it than just these three cards that I'm playing that other people can play off of and things like that. And there's only three symbols in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strategy and other games are are there for sure. Yeah, I do like campaigns. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, yes. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just a reminder for those watching, if you guys want to chime in with your own comments on each of these topics, feel free to pull them up. You guys are all wrong. Yeah, no, like, Steve, whatever. what are you talking about? Get off here. You're the, the one that wore a jersey. You should be off the show. <laughs> but you were a good husband. I'm usually not wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, moving on to the next topic. Let's go on to the content and components section. I think, Colin, you listed this one on yours. Mm, yeah. Well, so I would say overall, uh, the amount of content for this game now that... So I almost think it was a disservice to this game that I received the base game first before playing, getting everything with the Kickstarter because it turned me off to the game initially because when I played it, I went, well, those three villains, yeah, they were a little bit different. The heroes were a little bit different, but it just, it, it wasn't doing enough to even make me think about getting it back to the table. But now with all of the Kickstarter stuff, with all the different heroes, with all the different ways of, combining different types of modes of gameplay, the content of this game provides you a lot more replayability. And now I want to make a spreadsheet of all the different villains and say, okay, I've been able to beat every single one of them with these people. Okay, now I want to try them and go against Thanos and which four villains and and then have a spreadsheet and, sh and see the ones that I beat, you know, because uh, that's the kind of person that I am. Uh, and so that the content, the amount of uh, uh variability of the different heroes and the different villains now that i have everything for the game has really made the game something that i want to keep and i do want to continue to play versus when i just had the base game i only had three villains with what was it seven heroes i think it was seven heroes I think so yeah like that. yeah but uh you know you played i think we played five or six times and after that i put it away and didn't pull it out and until the kickstarter stuff came so um, to me, I felt like the, the content now out there for the game, it's a huge positive. It makes me want to pull it out again. That's very, very true. Howard even agrees with you. He said he's 100% agrees with what your statement is. <laughs> he said that the Kickstarter being two waves did not actually give this game any justice. And I actually almost have to apologize to Steve because when he introduced me to the game, I was like, this is okay. It's game. <laughs> Don't know. But after seeing all the things that I've, I've experienced since the core game, like you saw the Kickstarter stuff, yeah, it really makes it a more enjoyable experience. Having all, seeing all this diversity in the heroes, even though the core box did have some diversity, it was still, it was still cool to see all the neat stuff. Oh, I mean, compared to like Doctor Strange or or, or Wanda or. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. That that um, that duck one that can do Howard all this damage, but yeah, Howard the Duck. Yeah. I mean, they've got so much differences, even just with the heroes and then the the villains. I mean, you go against Kingpin, and you when you're defeating thugs and saving civilians, they don't even go on your mission sheets until you have to take care of threats. I mean, it totally just oh changed it. Yeah, um, that ties really well into this comment from TL, where you know people say it's easy, but all those little nuances really add to the the depth of each character to really understand mm -hmm. what they're doing and like here you know you can easily read a rule wrong um case in point like not me like we have <laughs> um where yeah squirrel girl sure she can take out everybody using everyone's you know um special skill card so that's not what that card actually says so you know yeah. you can you can accidentally cheat um yeah but, for sure yeah for sure. yeah when I would say that a lot of people say the game is easy, and I don't know if always that means it's easy to win, uh, but it's more it's easy to understand and how to play, and then people feel like, oh, it's kind of boring. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I don't have a lot of choices. I'm just going to, well, I'm, you gave me two punches. I've got a move in my hand, so I guess I'm just going to move and punch two things because that's all I can do, right? So that's almost the easiness feel is that your your decision space is so much smaller, 
um, than maybe in a game like, let's say, Mage Knight, where it's like, well, this card can do anything in the game, right? And so, um, it, right, so that that is where I feel like the easiness from this game, a lot of people are talking about how easy it feels, is because it's easy to make those choices, and you just boom, 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 play those cards, move, now it's your turn, now the enemy's villain's going already, <laughs> already you finished the game, and it's been 15 minutes, so, you know, and and if you know that, and that's the type of game that you want, it's perfect. But if that's mm -hmm. if you're looking for something else, that's you're not going to get that here. You might though with with all of the expansion stuff now, you can get a more meteor game. I think. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And yeah. I I don't know if the decisions are easy per se, necessarily, because if you pull back those wilds as as we've been playing a lot, as you know, you only have so many punches in the deck. <laughs> not by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> You only have so many punches in the deck, right? So you have to keep track of, hey, is this the time to play this punch? It's not always obvious. You, you just sure, but you well, also don't... Yeah, go ahead. It depends on who you are. You are a very analytical man. Fair enough. My <laughs> six-year-old says, I want to punch something. Here's a punch card. So you can take it both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Good point. You can play either so, way. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, or you just don't have an option, Steve. You have one card in hand. You draw another one, and it's another punch card. So that's you have true. two punch cards in your hand. You can either punch or you can punch, right? So that's <laughs> yeah. that's all you can do. Well, I was just going to say the really the interesting thing is, um, Steve, you often talk about really liking the mitigation factor that you can get out of deeper games, mm -hmm. and that's not really what you're going to get here. Um, right. Is that you know even with all this extra content, are you feel like you're getting more mitigation? But it, it, I think it would really depend on the character. It at does the same depend time. on characters yeah. for sure. And we'll the locations. Get, I, yeah, Some of those locations, later, too. Oh, I'm just teeing you up. You're a teen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, uh, Howard also agrees. He thinks the easy comment is more about the simplicity of the game, which I, I definitely think we all agree that that is the primary comment of it. Like, it's just, it's just so such a simple game to explain. It takes like mm -hmm. five minutes to go to teach someone. Not even. Yeah. yeah. Challenge accepted. Challenge I got it done in 60 seconds. <laughs> Three minutes and 12 <laughs> seconds. That's what I can do. Okay? I'm just saying. No. <laughs> I can teach yeah. that game in two notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I get back to the topic on hand, the content and components. I totally agree that I, I think the the base game, the core got box, they had a variety of characters that kind of spread the spectrum, spectrum a bit. Like they had, hey, this one's good at fighting. This one's good at you know, heroic actions. This one's a little bit better at movement. That type of stuff. But the pr I think the problem was because it was the core box, and you want to like, hey, here's these really complex rules. They made it very simple, especially with the special action. Very, right? very entry. Correct. You know, just a little teaser. Exactly. For what's to come, mm -hmm. and then. And so when the yeah. Kickstarter arrived, it's like, oh wait, this design space you thought was this small. Well, guess what? We can do all this other stuff in it. And now your design space gets a lot bigger. And now you kind of realize, well, okay, this is what this simple system can do. This is how far you can take it. And even with the, the X-Men United campaign, you're seeing even more of what they're able to do with mm -hmm. that, which is pretty cool. I'm excited. Like, for example, uh, Mystique in a, the uh, upcoming one, she has uh, comes with a special token, uh, Senator Kelly. And your heroes will move, or he can move with the heroes. And she's just trying to assassinate them. And so gonna be her. You can also play as her too, but she's just trying to take out Senator Kelly. And so your job is to like move him away from her and take damage instead of him. So it sounds like pretty cool. So yeah, I'm. I, I just gotta say, I'm really impressed with how they made this very simple core 
rules. And then they've been able to expand them so well. You know, it makes me think of any of the LCGs really of, of Fantasy Flight. You start off with Lord of the Rings, really basic three heroes. They generate one resource of their color. And all of a sudden now, when you get look at the game, the things that you can do, it's absolutely insane, right? And yeah. so you can see that they've taken that core idea of, hey, you can just use the, the the symbol of the player that played before and the one that you play in yours, and you can do them in any order. All of a sudden, <laughs> mind blown, all these things that you can do. It's pretty cool. So Tia had a comment about that. He says, uh, with the added complexity to the large design space, maybe the words easy and simple aren't the right words. How about clean design, which I think it's a good distinction. Mm, it's a mm, very, very good yeah, I can better. totally go like with that. that clean it is a very clean design easy is very misleading like you're saying yeah. before like the ease of rules versus the ease of the game versus hey i never lose like me and spirit island never lose so i mean I can totally you played it twice man i know i know did you hear that <laughs> still 1000 we're batting a thousand uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> two for two dude Okay, you wouldn't even count your it wouldn't count in baseball. I'm just saying, <laughs> not enough at bats. <laughs> no, that's a that's a great comment though, TL. Thanks for that. Yeah, very true, very true. Oh, so yeah, we can go back to Howard. Did have a question real quick, so let's ha- answer Howard's question. He said, uh, "Any thoughts on how Simon handled this first campaign, and if that's even is a factor for someone who's considering the game now?" And just in case you're not familiar with what he's talking about. Simon and Spinmaster partnered up to produce this game. And I I think Spinmaster was managing the retail version of it and Simon was like the Kickstarter version of it, but it got really cloudy and like who's exactly doing what, who's controlling what. Long story short, um the game w- hit Walmart shelves before the kick uh, Kickstarter backers who did the early shipping got their copies. And that was a pretty poor execution of of customer service to to the people who support the project, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that there were there were talks of like, hey, can we pull this off the shelves? So there was a period where I think they pulled them off the shelves, and the Kickstarter back backers got them. They put them back on, but was, there's a lot of gray in there. So I guess Walmart the didn't is, want to do that because they have to hold the they have to hold it and they have to store it. So exactly. they don't want to store it and they don't want to pay for that inventory that they could sell that they can't. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's Walmart. They they've got they yeah. do what they want basically. Right? Exactly. Let's be real here. Exactly. So, yeah. But I guess yeah. the question is, with that knowledge of how that happened in the first campaign, is that going to affect your decision on the second campaign here? Well, and what's the what's the probability that it's going to happen with the X Men one? Right. It could. I'm I'm going to assume that it's going to. That's yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to assume that it is. And I, basically, you have to be okay with it. If you're yeah. not, then you're going to have to wait and get it at uh, a third, uh, you know, from a third party later, and it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so do I like it? No. I've never been a huge fan of how cool Mini or Not has done their Kickstarters because I do feel like they don't need to be kickstarting their games. Yes. Uh, you know, who I want to be kickstarting games for are, are people that don't have the the capital to make the game. Kuman or not has the capital. Instead, they're just using it as a, as a pre-order. So make it as a pre-order instead of as a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that's just, that's that's their business model. And the fact that I'm going to, I enjoy this game, that means that I am okay enough with that business model, even if I don't fully agree with it, I want to play the game. So, and yep. I really like the design. 
You I know, mean, I got two words for you: all in. I mean, that's just yeah. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> when aren't you all in, Bernd? I will tell you, it did not make me feel very good as a backer of the first the first iteration of this that this was happening, and it was happening more than a month ahead of time. Didn't make me feel great, but in this grand scheme of things, a month it doesn't matter. And and you know what? Those people that got the course at 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 Walmart and then wanted to get the big main part of the game had to pay some third party, some person that's scalping them 400, 500 bucks on eBay. Mm-hmm. And I only paid the 200 that it was on Kickstarter with everything. Right. And I've got the nice updated locations and all of that. <laughs> but I mean, I'm guessing if they're working with this, if this company is also working with them, they have their own timetables that they have to accomplish too. So that's just probably what's going to happen, but we'll see what's our next topic. Let's keep going. Next one is combos. And I put this one on the list, I think. So I'll start off where I didn't really see a lot of combos other than working together in the core box. But once I got all the Kickstarter stuff, there was a lot of like really cool interactions that came up. In fact, we tried doing one in our stream, which we <laughs> did wrong. Did wrong. But it but, was really cool. But it was a legit combo, <laughs> just we played it wrong. So <laughs> where like the example was a uh, Squirrel Girl's special ability. Her ability is um, if she has more specials out on the storyline than health remaining of the boss, you just win the game flat out. It's an alternate win condition just for her, which is really hmm. cool. And we were playing the game where I had the card stuck in my hand, but Kim was playing Nebula. Yeah, Nebula says you can trade out, all players can trade out a card from the storyline and swap a card into it. So we're like, sweet, we'll just have everyone pile their special cards into the storyline and then boom, Squirrel Girl wins. Exactly. Um, That's not how it goes. But it was was a really cool concept. (laughs) Yeah. The combo still works, even though we played the rule wrong. But anyway, but like these type of combos are starting to show up more and more. In fact, when Elijah and I played, we played, um, it was Scarlet Witch and it was Adam Warlock. That's right. And we played against Hela. And for half the game, Hela did not even enter the board because we canceled every single one of her uh, master master strikes. Not master strikes. I'm sorry, wrong game. Her master master, master plan. <laughs> and then, so that gets back to my question of when we're playing Sinister Six, are we doing the wrong combo characters? Is there mm-hmm. a strength out there that we're just not seeing yet? Well, and Steve has talked a lot about the importance of turn order. And I think that's really cool in this game, how you can have Hulk be a heroic Hulk if you put him right behind Captain America. Because yeah. Captain America would play your heroic symbols and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Hulk can go and use those. And then, you know, so that's a cool combo. So you can combo how your heroes are set up based on where they're sitting on in the table. And that's really, it's really kind of cool. And it's something I haven't seen before where you will have your own identity Hulk has his own identity is three. I'm going to hammer everything. I'm Hulk smash. But then I can add in a combo of the character I was uh, that's playing before me and use that to also be able to be this heroic Hulk. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. You know, that that type of thing. Anyways, I haven't seen other games do that and do it as well as United has. Yeah. And I, I think that's the cool thing about this game. There's all these little little combos and tricks you can do to make the game work in the sense that like when we're sitting down playing against a certain villain which has its own scenario i'm thinking about like you mentioned this now like are we playing the wrong combo together to take out that specific villain to take out that scenario to manage the situation and that part i did not expect to come from united when it was first presented when it's first presented i'm like wow this is like really simple i thought it was a kid's game 
And now I'm at the point now where I'm like, think about combos outside the game. Like, which character combinations get put together and which, which, and honestly, like you said, Colin, what's the seating order that makes sense for this character combination? Mm -hmm. So that's a particularly fun. You'll just be lying in bed. Oh, what about, you know, sleep? I can see it now. I can see it now. (laughs) But yeah, that is combos. Let's keep going. Next topic we have is this is, oops, I I hit that one for you guys. Challenge level. And this is one that you listed on here. You want to start us off? Yes. What was I talking about? (laughs) I will start for you then (laughs) because we talked about it a little bit. (laughs) Basically, you were surprised at how difficult the game could be with how simple it presented itself. It doesn't mean that it's always very, very challenging and difficult, but it can get there. It's difficult to win, I guess was my point, which we've already kind of touched on, where it's what I like about it is the deception of that level of difficulty to victory that it actually has. Because, yeah, you sit down, you're like, this is, you know, 30 minutes, just, you know, not even thinking about it, boom, we're done. But it's it, when you add all that extra stuff into it, it's not quite the case. So I, I like the fact that it deceives you, I think, at first. And you also can adjust it almost because once you start learning all the different like how you how the, some of the people play, you can kind of say, OK, I've got somebody who's never played the game before. I'm going to put this kind of person and these villains and these heroes in front of them. Because you're going to get a challenge level that would probably help that person. Where as you get more into the game, you can mix and match these challenge levels, challenge yourself to almost whatever you want. Now, some just just something to bring up too. <clears throat> I do feel like one of the things the game suffers with is you can have a really bad beginning. Unluckily, oh mm-hmm. hey, you know you all start in one location, and the boss, like Rhino or something, is going to come in. <laughs> hammers you and it's like well now we do nothing the first two turns and all of a sudden you know and Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of times where the game can come in pretty much unfairly and just smack you across the face but the nice thing is it's a 30 minute game not even so if that happens you just reset it and start over but you just yeah just like we did two weeks ago when bullseye killed us on the first turn Game mm-hmm. over in ten seconds. Bullseye never misses. He's one of yeah. my favorite secret villains, by the oh, way. I really? really love Bullseye. I not just in this game, just in general. I love the concept of this character that he never misses. I think that's just I think it's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I will say one thing about the challenge level that it can get to the point where I think some because this is a very modular game where you can choose different different challenge levels, different villains, and different heroes, that you could choose a combination that is basically impossible to win. And I'm going to point out specifically, I know Colin mentioned this, the the Plan B cards. As much as I like those cards, good luck playing Plan B cards with Doc Ock, for example. Because <laughs> he destroys those locations. And in order to complete the the Plan B threat card one, you need to you need to get all the threat cards completed. You can't miss a single one. And if Doc Ock destroys the location with a threat card on it, that's Game it. You can't do it. Right? Yeah. So that that is one. But that's clear. you got to remember. You can still be. You can still win with the mission. B. you just have to complete the other two things and then yeah. take the boss out. And it's just a little bit hard. But but yeah, you're right. There and there are some that would be much more challenging. And you're going to have that problem with any modular game that you're taking from. I mean, you see that with any of the Sadler games too, yep. where you could be you're taking a, a villain that just really does not combo it combos terribly with your heroes that you picked or the the locations that you have or whatever. And there's just no way that you're going to win. And that's that, that's going to happen. But the nice thing about this game is you don't win in twenty to thirty minutes. So then you go, okay, that was ridiculous. Let's just pull out a different one, or let's let's not do mission B. Then let's just do you know. And and it's so it's it's fast to find that out. That's that's the nice thing about Marvel United, I'd say. 
you know, I don't know. Totally, yeah. totally agree with you, Colin. Yeah. yeah. Experienced it both ways, many ways, all the ways. No, all the ways. All the, all the ways. ways, man. All the ways. <laughs> all the ways. <laughs> let's uh, keep going. Honestly, in the chat, if you guys disagree or have other comments, let us know on this, these topics. We'll go through them. Next one. No, they, they do agree with us, and they do think Bullseye is aptly named, of course. Oh, yes, <laughs> it was <laughs> commented there. Turn. Boom. Boom. Bullseye. Aptly named. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Kapow. 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 Yep. Moving on, this is another one I want to point out, and this is one of the biggest pros for me for this game, and this is what uh, it, it took me a lot of levers to pull and to find the right right way to playing the game with because honestly, the core game with how it's introduced to you is very it it distills it down in my opinion, and but at some point I got down to where I got close games where I was winning or losing on like one card flip. It doesn't happen every time, of course, but it happens more frequently in this game than your average game, and I really, really enjoyed that. That was how you introduced the game to me because you went, you brought me into it after you, you know, dingered around with it a little bit, and he's like, "Hey, I want to, you need to play this game with me," and it was heroic level, and I was like, <laughs> "Man, what, what?" <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. They You're are welcome. very close. <laughs> I think you're seeing a pattern here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said yes. <laughs> I said, I said yes. They are close games. This is for sure. I've, I, I, at least I think they are. Um, when I've played, it does come down to a card flipper too. That's very true. And I enjoy that. I think that's pretty cool that you're like, oh, we did it. We did it. But I do have a sense of, for some bizarre reason, maybe I'm just a minority in this one. When it comes to that last, like, oh, was, we barely got it kind of thing. For how fast and quick and light the game is it really didn't have the same like exhilarating experience of something like uh fire team zero or something where it's like mm-hmm. i've been playing this for like an hour and a half oh i can't believe it came down that one dice roll week yeah because it's it's so quick and you don't have as much invested yes, in it so absolutely. it's like mm-hmm. hey great we we were victorious for 30 minutes as opposed to you know five hours of hours just sitting playing. there crying <laughs> just you know whatever the case may be Wait, you no, that's uh, that's uh, sometimes <laughs> that's Robinson Crusoe. Lots of lots of crying. Yes, Crusoe, you'd get that. I would also say that I agree. I mean, we only play on the heroic level too, so I can't give Steve too much of a hard time. Uh, <laughs> even though I still like to, because it's worth it. Uh, it totally. But yeah, but if you don't, if you play on heroics, you get rid of the wilds. Uh, I have every game comes down right to the wire. I mean, it's it's always down there. We usually win or lose. Sometimes we lose way before it's the wire. But when you win, you win, it's down to the wire. And, and, and like I said, the ways that we lose, sometimes it's pretty much right away just because of the unluckiness of that first draw from the master plan. Keep going. And this is a, the next point is one that we've already talked a lot about, so I don't know if we'll get too much into it, but the fast play time. This game is... I don't know if it's anything more than a third main game, honestly. Yeah, it's quick, it's clean, it's a game that, like I said, for a non uh, non gamer comparatively to these guys, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I mean, I play games. Don't get me you wrong. Do play a lot I of do. Games. I do play a lot of games, but the level of in depthness that that Steve gets into is a, is another level. Um, We're trying to say, I love you. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was it? <laughs> it's very fast. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. Very fast. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Not much else to say there. It is very fast. Regardless of what, it's very fast. I find that I've liked it the most at two and three players. It works still, and it's still fast at four, but it is obnoxious when you're playing four-player and you've gotten rid of one mission card, and all of a sudden the villain's activating two times before you get to go. You yeah. just it feels like you are basically just reacting to everything at that point mm-hmm. because you can't you can't keep up as an individual player. But definitely it's fast. Two to three seems to be the sweet spot for me, at least. I agree. No, I don't know about you guys, but I'll have to say when I set this game up, it's not a one play. It almost yeah. takes longer to set the game up than it does to actually play the game sometimes to figure out like, oh, who do you want to be? Because you're looking through all the curls, like, oh, I want to be this guy. Oh, this guy, I want to be this guy. Oh, who are we going to face? Oh, my gosh, there's all these guys. Let's try this guy. Oh, let's try this guy. So it's, like, it's like been like 20 minutes. You started playing. You play it, you're like, okay, we're done. I'm like, yeah, pick somebody else. Let's go again. Oh, okay, let's go again. So like, what you do with this on the table? You got to know you're playing for at least a good 45 minutes to an hour. What's the point of taking the game out? So I've, yes, the games are fast, which is cool. And I like the fact that you can then get into another game so fast as well. It kind of it, once you get it on the table, it's quick to keep going, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's those are the those are definitely pluses for me. Um, it's even being the fast time is a plus too. Yep. A pro, a pro. And the nice thing about that is the campaign, which uh, Baron, you mentioned about this, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, is you play three games and go against Thanos for the fourth game, and that whole campaign takes two hours to play really right each one's 30 mm-hmm. minutes long and you know you can play a campaign in one sitting in this game it's 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 nice to be able to have that option because honestly like how many campaigns can you do in one sitting nowadays it's very very few of them so but yeah. it's mind-blowing i tell you mind-blowing <laughs> <laughs> okay let's keep moving on the next one and this one's probably gonna be a bigger discussion this, this appeared on multiple of our lists to talk about, and that is the character differentiation. So with the base game, you had your seven heroes, and all seven heroes had three cards that differentiated themselves. They were within the deck themselves. And you would see them pretty, pretty likely, because if you took out those the two wild and the single wild, I think your deck is only nine or ten cards. So uh, three out of that nine or ten, you're likely to see, right? Overall, the hero differentiation, I would say, is a positive um, I just want more of it. I want more than three cards in my nine or 10 card deck. And I think for the X-Men, they're going to have one more card. Uh, but I also think that you don't want to have every hero have every single card being unique. It's kind of cool that you have that. Okay, I can't use my special ability every time. Um, and I also like the heroes that their special cards aren't all the same. Uh, there are some heroes where they're, they have three special cards and they're all the identical special cards. So really you have one special ability that's on three cards and the rest of your cards are just a combination of symbols. Uh, but the the ones that I like the most are your three special cards are different. Um, one of my, uh, uh, Nick Fury, he's one of my favorites. Uh, I just, I love that I can do things out of turn with other heroes and each one is a little bit different and gives different symbols at different times. And I, I really like that. And so um, overall, I think how they did it actually was really cool because it, it, it'll, it allows you to not always use your special ability, but you'll still have it. Um, I just want more of it, you know, uh, and, and I'm hoping with X-Men we'll get that. In the original set, there is a minimum of three special abilities for each character. And they are up and at to four in the X-Men sets. So we see mm-hmm. a lot more special okay. abilities. But yeah, I totally agree. The special abilities are really fun. I when I first heard about this, I was a little honestly disappointed when I heard that. I'm like only three special abilities. You're superheroes. You have superpowers. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> um, but when I'm playing this, it actually doesn't feel that way. And especially when you pull the wilds out, right? Because you see, like Colin said, you get to to the specials a lot sooner. And 
it's not just three of them in a lot of heroes. Like, for example, uh, we played uh, Black Cat yesterday on the stream, and she has, I think, five or six specials in her deck. Nice. And Groot nice. is literally yeah. all specials. Every single one of his cards has a special Smart. effect on it. Right? Yeah. And so, and so, yes, the minimum is three, but it does vary quite a bit in there. And the other thing to point out about the heroes specifically is some of them, or most of them are just like one-time effects where I lay it down. Other ones are like, until the villain goes and it'll do something some of them are persistent like adam warlock has a card that makes him invincible as long as it's face up on on the board if you draw that first play it guess what you're invincible for the rest of the game which is really cool wait right? the rest of the game did i miss that you no know, he yeah he can be invincible for the whole game if you, if you play that as your first card you can oh, do it wow yeah I, well, I don't know how much i believe steve I, you know we know how he does with Damn. his rules so <laughs> Well, it's probably Moldock wrong. Can, can turn off his invincibility, though. Okay. So it's it's you know it's got some caveats, of course, but uh, yeah, the the heroes are very very different, which I was really surprised. And the other thing about the special abilities too is they're not auto plays, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool too. So mm-hmm. even having them in your hand and knowing you have the special powers is cool, but they're not auto plays. They're not like oh my gosh, I've got the cart. Bam! It hits the mm-hmm. table. I mean, it's some a lot of the times they are almost not necessarily situational, but you're finding that moment you're getting your character that moment to do their special move almost like a comic or movie type experience anyway it's like where when do we get to iron man where he's going to do his unibeam like you gotta he's gotta be fighting a little bit and get the guy in the perfect position then unibeam roar i mean you gotta <laughs> roar that way yes i i, I read to make comics and <laughs> unibeam <laughs> So I don't know that that yes so yes I like that um, the core box I think had was n- not necessarily lacking but I think it was again that small design space of what you're gonna do if I remember Captain America has three cards aren't they all the same aren't they they give a yeah. while to somebody yeah so I mean they're alone you're just like but as you say like all the extra stuff they've that we have now gives you more of these special abilities that are pretty awesome and every character does feel mostly different i mean there's not i mean yeah. of course they all i feel just like in movies and comics they all start out the same you're not going to instantly unless you're at warlock and become invincible for the whole game you don't instantly play your main like card you're usually setting yourself up for it you're usually moving and fighting first and everything so i think it's really cool how those handle yeah and a part of that it's too per- is you know thinking about who's following you right. so you don't maybe don't want to play that card and mm-hmm. and how does that combo like we were talking about earlier work together and some of those special abilities do have other effects because um, in this game, we haven't talked about this, but the symbols you get on your turn, the next person goes will get those same symbols. And it's interesting because some of the more powerful special abilities don't have any symbols underneath them. So, yes, you get a really powerful effect, but guess what? The next person goes gets the less actions. Them over. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. like, um, I can't move because you didn't put a move on the board. You played yes. the big gun that had two hits. <laughs> right, right. Hey. Oh, my, my favorite is Black Panther. He's got all these symbols. And so Connor and I, he's playing Black Panther during our campaign. And he's got all these symbols on it, but the symbols are on the top. So he only he only gets them and then he only gives one symbol. And so Connor would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play this thing. You do all these cool things. I'm like, well, you just gave me just one move, Connor. That's all you gave me. I, now I can do nothing, even though you did all these cool things. You know, anyways, it's just, they did that really well, though. And, and uh, I think that... That means that once again you feel like you're special, but then it's not an autoplay. I love that. I hadn't even thought about that, Barrett. So that's a good point. We have a comment here from TL. It's a good comment here. He says, "When games go to the last card, you're pretty much guaranteed to see almost all of the special abilities. 
And he also says a and a double punch feels like a special ability when nailing the villain, which is which is true. Mm-hmm. You know, getting that last mm-hmm. hit in there feels the, really the last good. Kapow. Kapow, you know? right? <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the name, name of this, this pod. This Kapow. One, yeah, okay. <laughs> the podcast called Kapow. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I, I agree. We talked about the heroes, but I do want to give a shout out. I mentioned, I specifically gave those as character differentiation because as different the heroes are, I think the villains are even more different. Yes. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't even mention them. <laughs> I don't even know why I talked only about the heroes. Sorry about that. Gosh, <laughs> Colin. First thing to come to my mind. Because yeah, the villains are even better. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, there's a couple of them that feel a little similar, but honestly, they're... They all set the stage for the game. And in my mind, I see the villains as the scenario you're playing against, right? Because they all have their generally have a different win condition and they all function very differently. Like we played Kang, who will teleport or disappear out of time and come back in the game at a different time, right? He's time traveling in the game. And so you have to approach him very differently. You have to hit him really hard when he's available, but when he's gone, then you have to like manage the board, but the board can get pretty crazy at times. And in Modoc, he's. He's canceling all your special cards laying as you lay them out. Um, we have uh, Domamu, who you can literally not defeat. You just have to last to the end of the game. You have to play him very different than the other ones. And I just love all that variation they have in the, the, the uh, villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kapow. I mean, kapow. kapow. That's, kapow. A kapow. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, let's move on. We've got one more comment mm-hmm. to go through, and this is the big one. Same big one for last, and that is cooperation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aaron, do you want to start this one off? In this game, you cooperate a lot. Um, you play. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, this is a co-op game? Really? This is a co-op game? Really? But that's not always the case if you play with Asgard. I'm just saying. It was semi-co-op. He'd want to move, and I'd just play a punch and be like, ha ha, take that. <laughs> I think Steve's already kind of brought it up a little bit. But as you're playing your cards, the person ne- that's going next is actually going to be able to take advantage of what's on the bottom of your card. So there's a lot of talking, a lot of cooperating that happens in this game. Um, when I'm playing with my son, of course, we right now we're playing with cards up so that we understand exactly what everybody has. And, hey, let me show you how this works. This can go with this person really well, like because I need to do this. But, I mean, even by the end of the games, they're, they've got this all figured out. So that is the main big thing in this game is like making sure you're helping your next person be able to do something. If you're standing in a location and there's nothing to do with the location, don't play Howard the Duck's big gun because then you're going to get nothing else for the other guy. There's no symbols on the bottom of that card. Sure. But the other guy gets to do something. So it, I think it's a really cool mechanic because it really makes you think of what, again, do I play my special card or do we hold it? It's never just, like I said, an autoplay. You have to know what the other person needs to do. Look, this villain might, I'm standing in the villain square. I need to move to get out of here because if he draws the zero card, I'm going to get pout and that's going to be bad news city. So we need to get out of there. So then your friend can be like, oh yeah, sure. No problem. I got to move in a hit. I can do that. But of course, like Colin said, sometimes you draw dead cards. You're like very rarely, but especially when you take damage, because then you get mm-hmm. less cards in your hand. You can pull two cards and be like, I got two punches. That's it. <laughs> Have fun. Bonk. And you play your punch, and then you just sit there and wave at your the person <laughs> playing with you, and they, put, they basically face palm the board, and that, that, right down. So, but, and that's kind of, I mean, it's just how it works. And I think that's it. I mean, I've never had a bad game. I've never had an un, unfun experience. So, and I think that has to do with the fact that you're talking a lot with the people. You're really expressing what we need to do. You're figuring out what missions, what part of the game you're supposed to be working on together to be able to, I mean, your op- object is to win. So, yeah, cooperate, man. Yeah, there's no, 
This is right my here. little area. Right yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Where's your shirt, Steve? <laughs> yeah, one of these things is not. No. <laughs> um, but what what I can what I think of this game as is you know how there's some co-op games where you can go do your little thing, mm-hmm. uh, you can go your do your little thing, and as we're doing our little things, we go, oh wait, okay, let's do something together. Okay, and then we'll keep going back off on our own thing. That's not how this game works because everything that I do is going to affect what you do, and yep. so. Uh, that's some of the best cooperation that you're going to see in a game because you're always talking. You're always going to be like, okay, where do you need to go? Do you need a move? Do you need a punch? What do you need? Okay, you really need a move. Well, I've got a move and a punch. I can use that. I can utilize the punch. You want to, the biggest thing you want to do in this game is use every symbol as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You cannot waste ones if, if you're playing on heroic mode. Um, if you're not playing Steve mode, you might be okay. But playing <laughs> Steve mode, you need to use every symbol because that's how we set mm-hmm. it up, right? Uh, so uh, that's that's what's so fun. You know, you look at that hand and immediately everyone's talking. Everyone's talking to the table. Oh, yeah, yeah I got to move over here so you can do this thing over there. And that's what's what's really cool. And a lot of other co-op games, I, even just I'm thinking of Pandemic. When, when you're doing Pandemic, it's like, okay, great. You need to do this stuff, but I can't do anything to help you. So I'm just going to go and clear some cubes, right? And, okay, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm going to draw two cards. Now you do your thing. Uh, here, well, I'm going to play this card so that you can use that symbol so you can save yourself and defeat the villain or and take out that threat, then get the end of turn effect by the location, blah, blah, blah. So it's really one of the better games that gives cooperation, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. You can't do any of this game without affecting someone else, basically comes Mm -hmm. down to it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, it's really rare to find that because like you said, Colin, most co-op games, you have a choice, but like, I'm going to focus on my thing. You can silo yourself. You can silo yourself, like, right? Yeah. Like you're saying in Pandemic, you can say, okay, I'm going to take the Western Hemisphere and mm-hmm. then, you know, whatever the case may be, but yep. not in this case. No, very, <laughs> very true. And it gets to the point where we've had games where this card does nothing for me, but it does something amazing for you. So I can play this, and it's almost like you playing that card. I'm playing. I'm playing the card for you, basically. How it feels for me when I'm playing this game sometimes, and I, I, the cooperation is just on the on the high end for this one. It's going to be hard to find something mm-hmm. with more cooperation, especially mm-hmm. for something this light, which is really surprising. Okay. We're not talking about like Spirit Island, Melt Your Brain. How am I cooperating with you, right? That stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> fantastic game, but very very different. So. <laughs> Cool. That is the whole list. We got through everything. I think right now we can go over and just do quick final thoughts from everyone. Um, Baron, do you want to start us off with your final thoughts on this game? It's great I'm backing X-Men. I mean, <laughs> that's really the deal, man. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy it. I've had a lot of fun with my... Again, I've really only played this with my kids. And I played with Colin. So, I mean, Colin and I have played together too. And I had a blast playing with him. I had a blast playing with my kids. I'm just um, like a kid. So, I get it. I get really, it. me too, man. <laughs> 45-year-old, six-year-old. What? <laughs> so, I mean, the it's, whole spectrum. And, and it's gonna, that's right. I'm, I'm everywhere. I And I think it's going to stay in my collection because it, it is a fun little game. And it's a fun game to get to the table and play. I enjoy it. Um, I don't know. We've talked a lot about a lot of different things. There's not really much more I can really say about it that is bad or good. There's less bad than good in here. Um, and I'm really excited to see where X-Men goes. I'm, I think it's going to be a really cool experience. Again, like we talked about earlier, being able to play with Magneto and Professor X. I mean, come on, they're best friends, technically. I mean, they just have a little bit difference in how the world works. So <laughs> it's be cool to see how that works. Just a I, I actually really wish they would have had all the villains have a chance to be heroes. Because in that world, there's not too many that were villains that weren't also could be considered heroes at times. 
it'd be a lot, lot cooler to see a lot of them come out like that. But it's really cool to bring in some of them together. Anyway, that's my little thing. I'm I'm done. That was I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on board with it. I really like the game. It's you know it's easy to get to the table. Doesn't melt my brain, but it's still a good challenge. And we can you know crank up the challenge level as well if if our son's not playing with us. And mm-hmm. the variety is ever growing. Thumbs up. I'll jump in next, I guess, real quick. My final thoughts and. I'm going to tie in something that I saw Eric Lang tweet about uh, recently about this game. Because uh, he's very proud of the team. He's, and the game's done really well, and, it's, and I think it deserves deserves so. But he used a term that I wasn't prepared for. He used a tr- the term as a gateway lifestyle game, which is how he described this game. And the more and more I thought about that, I feel like that is a fairly apt description. So gateway, obviously, is like... This is a very easy game to get to the table. Anyone can come down and play it. You know, it's got that nice, nice low bar of entry, right? Lifestyle is not a term I normally see associated with gateway, though. Because, like, my the, once you play a gateway game, you play a few times. You keep in collection for people coming over, but you don't always come back to it. There's not a whole lot to explore. But this one, um, a lifestyle game, is something that generally has a lot of support. It, it evolves over time. It, it flexes the design space, for example. And this gets back to a comment that Colin made, which I think is hurting the game. The game is very light. And I think for 30 bucks for the core set, it's definitely worth the price. In fact, the expansions for 30 bucks are worth the price. The problem is, do you want to dump 200 bucks to get everything for a light game? And that, that bar of entry is really, really high because it's much harder to dump 200 bucks at one lump sum than 30 bucks every like month or two months right out. And if they were to not do a Kickstarter campaign, because uh, let's be real here, CMOD doesn't have to do this as a Kickstarter. They have the funds to produce this. If they would actually produce this as an actual lifestyle game, I think it would do better. I think that is one barrier of entry to this game that would improve it. I don't know if the lifestyle uh, label is going to last very go very far because, like we said, this is a lighter game. It's not going to have the depth as other lifestyle games like Lord of the Rings Living Card Game. That game has just an insane amount of depth. This game won't ever come close to that. But does it have that same same feeling for, for growth expansion and, and messing with the design space? Yeah, I feel like it is. And I think that part of it is what really I latched onto. Like being able to, I love exploring games. I love saying like, oh, this scenario, I can combine this character and this character to try to take it out. And it plays 30 minutes really, really fast. And it's been, we've been playing it, I think, every day. I think I missed one day in the past two weeks. I haven't played this game. Mostly because of our son. Mostly because of our son. He loves asking this game. I'm like, sure, we'll play 30 minutes. No big deal. And Elijah came over. We played this one like four times in a row, just exploring different things. You know, even with gamers, it's been, it's been hitting the table a lot. And for me, that's a win. Any game that can hit the table a lot and people are having fun leaving the table, it's worth it. Cool. What do you got, Colin? Nothing else to add. I mean, there's really nothing else to add. You know, I, I would say it for me, I will say it that uh, even during our top 100 list, we talked about United and I was talking about selling all of that expansion stuff because I hadn't had I hadn't opened it. It was sitting in my box in my office right over there on the ground. Uh, wasn't open. And then uh, Steve brought up and he was like, hey, this is awesome. You really should play it. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll pull it out. And now that I'm pulled it out, there's no way I'm selling it. I'm painting it all. I want it all painted. I'm, you know, <laughs> so that's, I mean, to me, I think that's saying something about the game, that the amount that the 
Kickstarter and the uh, additional packs provided to the game provided enough for me to be excited about it, to want to back X-Men and to want to keep the game. So I, I think that's awesome. And I just almost wish I hadn't played just the core set, um, you know, but it is what it is. I, I understand why they did that. And for someone that isn't uh, as big of a gamer, it's actually been a great way of doing it. Just for me personally, it wasn't. It would have been better to have everything at the get-go. But that's that's just where I am in my gaming journey. In my gaming journey. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Wow. Well, excellent. I think that's going to wrap up our discussion here. Oh, yeah. Even Howard recommends. He remembers you saying that, uh, Alan. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And I'll just make another comment. Like, I've been talking to uh, people and other servers on Discord. I'm really uh, big on, talk- on meeting with people on Discord. And I've been seeing a pattern that a lot of people, they when they approach this game, and I, I was the same way for sure. Um, saw this as very light and, dis- and kind of dismissed it. And honestly, I don't know if I would have backed it the first time if it wasn't like it's going to be the perfect game for our son. Yeah, the whole reason you backed this game was like, this is the perfect way to get Caleb into my board game hobby right. and mold him into this little gaming friend. Maybe. And, so <laughs> Small was, Steve. Small Steve. Yes, mini Steve. <laughs> and so that was your whole intention. But, you know, luckily, like you're, and, and brilliantly, like they've done it is they've, They've expanded it for adults more so. Right. And I think that's the one thing that as I'm talking to other people, it's starting to become more more realized. Not saying this is the greatest game ever, but the fact that like the initial presentation of the game and what people are realizing what it is isn't necessarily the same, right? That 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 opinion or thoughts about the game are are starting to evolve uh, other people I'm talking about. And I'm excited to see where it takes it. So, I mean, is this a game we'll keep playing? I, I think for us, definitely, um, especially our son, uh, who just asks to play this game all the time. But I'm a sucker for Marvel, so I love seeing all the new heroes and the new combinations coming out. So I'm, I'm very excited for the future of this one. There is one thing that's kind of down and that about the miniatures, um, that when the second wave hit, you got them all at one time. And it's hard to paint them all at one time. I kind of, I mean... Ideally, I mean, they, I wish they could do it like Fantasy Flight could do, where they'd bring out like, oh, hey, here's a, here's a core box, here's one expansion, here's another expansion, like a month down the line, and you don't feel overwhelmed. One of the hardest things when it comes to painting miniatures is not getting all of them at once, because you get so overwhelmed by all these miniatures at one time that it's sometimes a barrier to get them painted. Yeah. I know that is a huge issue to probably 4% of the people right now. I'm four percent. I get it. I got one of them. I got one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, and but it and it also, but it's cool that I'm excited to paint them and I'm excited to get these to the table. Um, and the cool thing is, at least when I'm playing with my son, he can decide, hey, I want to play this guy. Okay, I know which one I'm painting next, like kind of thing. As opposed Mm -hmm. to like, oh my gosh, which one do I paint next? They're all there's so many of them, and they're also iconic too. So you really need to make sure you get them right or colors right. That is the hardest part. Getting those colors right. Yeah. And. I, don't know, I got a few colors, so I'm I'm okay. But well, I mean, are you going to paint to match the illustration on their cards, or are you painting it to more, I guess, another comic version of what they might be? Like, because I think the cards I'm, are very they're very specific. Yeah, 
Yes. And um, when it comes to painting, if there is a card to go by, I usually always paint that. I always make it look like what it does on a card. Unless there's something about the miniature that's making me do something different. With Sword and Sorcery, I decided to go down the evil path, so I actually painted them more with an evil tone than I did would with the good tone, which is what was on their cards. Well, I guess they flipped them over. They're the evil tone. So I guess they, I they had it on both hey, sides. Now I guess I never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. So anyway, that's Marvel United, and I totally ended on painting. <laughs> that's okay. On. That's a good thing to, to end on because that is a big thing about it. Those minis are fantastic, yeah. and they look wonderful painted. I mean, absolutely wonderful. So. Uh, especially when they're painted well by someone like Barrett, you know, uh, but yes. Uh, uh, so I don't blame you. That is a definite, I mean, you could even just get this game just to paint the minis because you know, the minis are, uh, are totally, they're high quality. They look great. And if you really enjoy painting and want to match that to the cards and, or match it to something, uh, the comics themselves, you can do that. And that's really cool. There's so many alternate suits out there, man. You can yeah. paint one. I will say a quick tip without I'm not going to say exactly what it is for spoilers, but there is a cheat way you can quickly paint vision based upon what happened in WandaVision. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, there is, he does have a suit that makes it very easy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But anyway, um, I think it's going to wrap up our review. So thanks so much for watching. If you happen to watch on YouTube live for uh, with us. And thanks for, uh, honestly, thanks to Baron and Colin for joining and Kim. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a blast. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you at the next stop. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.